Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and today I'm going to be talking about what comes after. A quick description for this game is from the creator of Coffee Talk, in collaboration with Rolling Glory Jam, the creator of Rage and Peace. What comes after is an experience, a heartwarming story, and a love letter to all of you who think you're a burden to other people. Help VV find herself through a journey that takes her where people go after they die what comes after. Ride the train filled with souls that are on their way to leave this world and talk to them and learn about love, regrets, life, and death that haunts us all every day until our time has come. All presented in a lighthearted way with a sprinkle of comedy and philosophy. Lastly, this is uh, produced, it's developed by uh, Pexelnicia, um, I think. And then also the Rolling Glory Jam. So I believe this was a, a game jam game that was developed by at least one person with Coffee Talk, it seems, and then maybe a couple other people together to roll out a game all together, kind of in a game jam setting. So that's sort of, yeah, where this game came from. Now, before we dig into kind of the full recap, all the spoilers, all of that, I did want to do a quick non-spoiler section to maybe give you an idea of if this is a game for you. So, I think the way I would maybe best describe this game in terms of type is maybe an interactive comic. Um, I would say that it's more than a visual novel, but maybe less than a walking sim. Um, I, I would say it's sort of in that realm. Um, so, the way the game works is VV is on a subway, and she walks through the subway and talks to souls, and that's your interaction. So you can move, and you can interact with people, but there's not like a dialogue tree or dialogue options or anything like that. So that that that's sort of what the gameplay is. Uh, overall, the game's probably about an hour long. Um, I think it could be shorter than that, um, or maybe slightly longer, but I think it was around an hour for me. And I believe I talked to everyone I could. And so that's, yeah, I guess that's more or less how the game's played. Uh, other kind of thoughts for me. Uh, so the game is basically VV walking and talking to people, like I said, and hearing their advice. Um, there's some good emotional moments in some of the advice. Some of the people's stories uh, stood out to me or are notable. Um... And yeah, I think that's what this game is. I, 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 um, I think my full assessment of it is not even certain to me right now. I, like, I, I enjoyed this and I would recommend it to people. I don't know if it's a like stand on the table and recommend it to everyone. Uh, but I think if this is your kind of game, you should certainly play it. Um, and it's worthwhile in that regard for sure. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious to kind of see as I talk through this where I kind of land at the end. All right. So with that, let's get into our recap. Full spoilers ahead. So the game begins with Vivi catching the last train home after work. And it's a pretty packed train. So she's struggling to find a car. You kind of walk through two or three cars and you're hearing snippets of different people's conversations. Um, and I think they did the dialogue here pretty well. It felt what it likes, what it feels like to jump on a bus or on a train, and you hear different conversations as you walk by. I think they did that pretty well. Eventually, Vivi does find a seat, 
And she sits down and falls asleep right away. She's pretty beat after the day. Um, Vivi then wakes up and she finds that the train is filled with spirits. That things aren't how they're supposed to be. Um, and so she's walking around pretty freaked out uh, about what's going on. Did what happened? Did I die? Am I dead and I'm on the spirit train? Um, what are these spirits doing here? You know, all, all of that sort of stuff. And she ends up running into a conductor, someone who works on the ship or on the not ship train. Um, and they assure you, actually, you are alive. You're not supposed to be here. Um, <laughs> I, I always tell the other people who work for the train to make sure that there are no living people on the plane, on the, on the train at the end of the day. But uh, here you are. So good news is you will return to the land of the living. Uh, we'll get you there. Bad news is we can't turn around right now. We have to take these souls to what comes after. So you're free to wander the train um, and then, you know, go back to your seat and uh, we'll be there once we drop them off. And I think at this point, if you, for some reason, didn't want to engage in the game, you could just go back to your seat and I think the game would end and it might just be like, whoa, that was weird, um, which uh, would be kind of lame. Um, instead, what I did, of course, is I didn't do that. I... Um, Went and explored and talked to the souls. I was like, all right, conductor, I'll take your advice. And I go and talk to the souls. One thing the conductor tells us too that's interesting is she says that all the souls that are here are anyone who died within 10 miles of the train tracks uh, that day. So apparently the train makes one trip to what comes after each day um, and takes everyone who died within 10 miles of the train. To that spot which I guess in my mind would imagine that you know every train has something like that along the way of okay the people who died within a day who live within 10 miles if you're 15 or 20 or whatever and that's sort of how going to the afterlife would work in this universe um I thought that was interesting I like that um and so you go and wander off to go speak to souls. And you're like, all right, conductor, I will go do this. Maybe uh, I'll get some helpful advice. Um, since I get to return to the land of the living, you know, what will the dead say? What do they have to say about life or what's important or whatever? So uh, one of the first souls you talk to, um, also, I'm, I'm not going to highlight every soul. I'm just going to highlight ones that stood out to me. Uh, there might be, uh, there are definitely other ones. Some of them may have stood out to you more. Um, and if so, if I don't talk about the soul you thought was interesting, I would love to hear about it. Definitely write in about it. But um, different ones that stood out to me are the ones I'm going to hit up. So um, first you kind of wander off to go just talk to souls. You're like, okay, conductor, I'll do that. And one of the first souls I remember talking to is someone who was excited to see their spouse um, because their spouse had died 10 years before this. And so Vivi's talking to them and the person is glad. They're like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm gone. I'm glad I've died. I'm glad I'm on this train. You know, that this is the last time that I'm going to be away from them. Uh, they died 10 years ago. I can't wait to see them. I know they're waiting for me, you know, when the, where what comes after is and 
they'll be there for me kind of thing. And this was pretty nice. I think this was a good early conversation for Vivi to have of seeing someone who, you know, gets to be reunited with a loved one. And that's pretty great. And that uh, maybe death's not so bad, at least in this spot. And I think that the both the people, I think it was like a grandma, grandpa kind of thing, like age-wise. So like they were married and together for a long time. And so now not having to be apart again is pretty nice. Uh, another soul that stood out to me in this early section is uh, she walks across this rich person's soul who tries to order Vivi to turn the, like this train around, like, turn this around, this is a mistake, and then kind of tries to pay you off of, oh, you're not dead, you're not supposed to be here. Well, you know, if you trade places with me, I'll give you a whole bunch of money. I'll do this, I'll do that. And Vivi just leaves and is like, no thanks. Um, and so I thought that this one was uh, poignant. You know, that this person, as uh, a human, had told people to do whatever they wanted, money, they tried to use money to solve all their problems or boss people around or things like that. And on uh, this train, that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. You can't do anything. And that Vivi is kind of repulsed by them. It's like, oh, you're not used to being told no kind of thing. Uh, so that was one of the other early souls. Uh, the third early soul that stood out to me was you talk to the soul of a person who'd worked really hard um for a corporation i don't think it was the same rich person as before but just you know they'd really worked hard to kind of climb the corporate ladder to make money and make their company a lot of money and they'd had a, a lot of regret that they were like why did i waste my life doing this i should have invested in other things um what did this get me it didn't it didn't add up to what i wanted kind of thing and uh, I don't know, I thought that was notable as well, of kind of seeing that other side. Um, I don't think they said this, but I, I feel like it would kind of follow in there of someone being like, oh, I, I spent all this time trying to provide for my family, but I didn't actually be with my family. Like, uh, it felt sort of like that sort of realization. And I thought, again, that that was good, I think, for Vivi, kind of hearing these things along the way. Um... So this is kind of your first, I don't think it's only the first car, maybe even the first and second car. Um, also, the way the game works is you kind of go through one train car and then can move on to the next one. I think in total, there's maybe around five train cars you can visit. So there's quite a few people you can talk to. I would imagine in total, you might be able to talk to like 30 people. It, it's it's a good amount. Like It's not like each car has like a person and you move on. There's quite a few in each uh, spot. From here, uh, also actually in this time, uh, as Vivi is talking to these souls, you find out that she uh, doesn't love being, I guess I would say. Uh, I don't think that Vivi's been in a spot where she's tried to harm herself or anything like that. But I, as you you start to get here and get through it, I think she does feel like, you know, why am I here? You know, I just make things worse. Um, I don't want to share my problems with people. They're already weighed down enough. I don't, you know, they don't want to hear them anyway. Or like that, that sort of attitude um, is that she has a hard time with herself 
So, I, like, yeah. I, I don't think that there's... I didn't catch any overt self-harm references or anything like that, but there were some, um, I think, internal challenges for sure. So I guess that she's coming in with her own baggage. Not that I think that she wants to die, but maybe some in that I don't know if I love living kind of thing. I think that's probably her state uh, when she comes into this train. So I think that her kind of being here and getting to hear from the souls, I think, has been enlightening for her. I think that, as, and also the conductor kind of advised her when she went to go talk to people is, you know, maybe you could help them with something or maybe they could help you. And so it's kind of one of those things where, you know, some of her interactions, she might be able to make the soul think differently about something or the soul could prompt that for her. And so that's what this sort of first section kind of goes through of talking to souls, you start to get a couple of those moments. Then we move on to a new section, which uh, I'm going to call sadder souls because they, they made me more sad at least. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the first souls you talk to in this section is you talk to a baby. And you know, of course that's sad. Um, and something that's pretty striking and I think kind of tough for Vivi in this is the baby is content kind of seeming like yeah i mean because uh, vivi something she does to the baby especially but even before this is telling people like i'm sorry uh you're here i'm sorry this happened blah 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 and uh the baby specifically is kind of like you don't need to be sorry i didn't you didn't choose this it's a, it's a thing that happened um and the baby uh, it sounds like has been kind of going around the car talking to people about what life was like since the baby didn't experience much life. Um, so the baby, like, it's like, you know, I, sure, I never know what school will be like because I never did it. But, you know, I do know that my mom cared for me because of this thing or that thing. So there, there's, there's some of these things, and it's sort of a interesting um, thing where... Vivi is able to impart wisdom to the baby because the baby lacks a lot of experience. But on the other side, the baby is able to um, provide wisdom to Vivi because, I, I don't know, it doesn't have experience. It's not entangled by some of the things that might keep Vivi or, you know, you or I back or something like that. So it's pretty, it's interesting for sure. Um, it's probably one of the longer conversations too in the game. A lot of them, you know, might be, three, four, five interactions back and forth. The baby one was definitely longer um, and definitely stood out. Um, then after you kind of finish with the baby, you continue on um, and you arrive at a car with animals, with pets. Um, you end up talking to this really loyal old dog who, who died with his like human family around him. And that made me cry. <laughs> it was real sad. Um, and it was just, it just loved its family so much. Um, and it was like, yeah, I was, I was really weak and they were around me crying. So I tried to get up and like, you know, bark one last time for them. And then I was here and you're just like, oh, my soul. <laughs> it made me so sad. I think that that was one of my first interactions after the baby. So I think I was, um, really feeling it from both of those. So that was the part where I cried when I played this, um, <laughs> Yeah, it just hit, uh, and was really sad, um, to kind of hear that, and, and nice to hear how much love was there, too, um, 
also in kind of this sadder soul section talking to animals you meet um one that was funny is you meet a monkey who said that they died for being curious so it was sort of a curious george joke <laughs> which i thought was funny um another sad one you meet is you talk to a elephant who i believe its parents were killed by like poachers and earlier you met an animal that lived in the zoo and the elephant was like no that would be like heaven compared to what i went through it was really bad so i don't know if they like were in like a really bad circus or like hunters did something i don't know it it sounded really really bad um and was sad to hear about so talking to some of these animals that was pretty wild you continue further and you end up in a car full of plants um this was really surprising to me uh and surprising to vivi the first plant you talked to was like yeah of course we're alive i mean you know humans recognize us enough to call us living beings you just wouldn't think that we're people that we're uh that we don't have language and so you talk with um one plant for a little bit and it kind of brings some perspective and i think you even can go through two cars of plants it might be two it's a lot um a lot of the interactions are more minor i would say with the plants but you finally get to an old tree um that's big it has a swing like on one of its limbs and you talk to this old tree and you find out that the old tree is know, hundreds of years old and that it actually has a good relationship with death that they know death that death's one of their friends uh, because as the tree was where it's been for hundreds of years you know a lot of people and animals and plants have come and gone that they've died and so when death comes to get them uh the tree's there and we'll make conversation with the tree and uh something that's pretty interesting in this is the tree kind of brings out death as it doesn't have to be or isn't only something scary like the grim reaper or something like that but that the death is that death actually cares about you that it's choosing to be a part of this process because you do need to go to what comes after and so death is a kindness almost is kind of what it put forward it was um it's pretty interesting i'd never really thought of uh, a caricature of death or a character of death in that manner you know the grim reaper is tends to be the one that you see um after you talk to the tree that's kind of the end of the line you can't go any further so you turn back um along the way in one of the people cars there's a dining car that was empty and vivi commented on it before of why is there a dining car souls don't eat um as far as i know and um <laughs> when she gets back to the dining car the waiter is there and the waiter um you go and ask and you're like wait what are you doing here like how, how's this work and the waiter says um he wants to serve you uh meals that are special to you um but vivi's like well if it's like the train for the dead if i have it will i die and the waiter's like no you don't have to die to have it but if you want you can die if you'd prefer that and vivi's like i think after all of this i i, I would like to live um and the waiter's like cool that sounds good and then the waiter's like 
you can still try these if you want, though. Um, and Vivi's like, all right, I guess so. Um, and so the waiter serves up uh, her favorite dinner and her favorite drink that she thinks of. And so first she's eating the dinner and she recognizes what it is and she starts eating it. And the waiter is like, so what was this? Um, and it was this dish her mom made when she was a child. And she talks about how her mom uh, used to work a lot. She was a single mom and worked a lot um, so that she could provide for Vivi and her sister. And, you know, so a lot of times uh, Vivi and her sister would make dinner or they'd order out, things like that. But sometimes their mom did make dinner. Um, that was something that the waiter kind of clarifies is like, was this the only time your mom made dinner? And she was like, no, and she even made this before. Uh, this wasn't like the only time, but this one instance is in her mind of like a, I don't know, a random Sunday morning that her mom happened to have off. And so she made this for them and, uh, you know, eating it and the smells, it was just like, you know, instant back to it kind of thing as she was eating it and really, really, uh, enjoyed that memory and reflection. Um, and then the second thing is she has some tea that she starts to drink and I think it's some green tea that it was from a packet but she's like I remember having this and just feeling like this was the best thing ever and as she's talking she says that it's from a friend uh that she Vivi was having a really rough time and one of her friends uh came to her and he was there for her and that Vivi was crying and he just made some tea and just listened to her and was with her and cared for her. Um, they didn't like, do anything. He didn't change anything, but he was there. And she remembers, like, I remember being in that spot and just knowing, you know, you're there for me and the tea tasted so good and I felt so comforted and stuff. Um, and it was great. And the waiter ends and uh, the meal ends and the waiter's like, I, I'm glad we got to relive those memories with you and I hope that the next time I see you when it's for real I hope you have new meals there I hope you have new memories that really stand out to you with the food with that thing and we could share something else uh which I thought was pretty cool <laughs> I thought this was really really cool I liked this imagery and experience quite a lot uh finally Vivi, after this, heads back to her original car. She sits down, and um, a cat comes and talks to you and asks if it can sit with you, and you talk a bit with the cat about uh, your lives and what happened. And um, there's an amusing thing about where the cat has nine lives, um, and the cat's like, well, you have, like, your big brain, so you don't need nine lives, um, you know. The first few cats, not the first few nine lives of a cat get wasted because we, uh, we don't learn that well. We only learn the hard way, so that's why we need nine lives. But humans, you have a big brain, so you figure it out. And Vivi's kind of like, well, my brain's not always friends with me kind of thing. Um, but they talk, and Vivi's very kind to the cat. And so then the cat says, hey, um, I left my kittens behind when I died here that someone had... Uh, hit the cat with car while the cat was out getting food for the kittens 
I think. And so she asked Vivi to take care of the kittens. And Vivi says, yeah, um, I'll do that. When I go back to the land of the living, I'll take care of the cats, the kittens. Um, and then they kind of fall asleep. The cat sitting on Vivi's lap and falls asleep and Vivi falls asleep. And she wakes up back in the real world. Um, uh, one of the attendants there wakes her up and is like, oh, you, you know, uh, the last train ended, you've got to go. Um, and Vivi's kind of like, am I in the real world? And she's like, yes. <laughs> um, and then Vivi ends up seeing uh, one of the attendants from earlier, uh, who was the attendant on the ghost train, uh, spirit train. And they're like, yeah, we work both of these and people are supposed to make sure people don't end up on this old one. Um, and so then Vivi uh, goes, picks up the kittens, and returns back to her house with her mom and her sister. And the game ends. Now, um, on to kind of general thoughts about this game. Uh, there are a couple moments I really liked, or things I liked in this game quite a bit. I think, one, um, you go through Vivi's journey of realizing that people care about her, and she's not a burden. I think this is really good. I've, I forgot to put this part Maybe it was with the cat at the end, but there's a part where um, Vivi's talking with someone and she's like, yeah, I'm just a burden on others. Like, I'm too much to deal with. And the cat's like, how do you know that? Has anyone told you that? And Vivi's like, no. They say they love me. You know, and she's like, why don't you believe them then? It's... It was cool to see Vivi go through kind of accepting herself. I think by the time this experience was over, Vivi was like, oh, I can and should love myself. People are showing me love. I shouldn't make up why they're pretending and they don't actually love me or something like that. Um, I thought that was really good. I thought that was a good story to tell. Um, other things I really liked uh, in this, I expected it to just be human souls. So getting animals and plants in there was really cool, kind of just seeing the scope of uh, that get bigger. And the thoughts um, and stuff of the different beings uh, was interesting. And, um, I don't know, provided a wider scope than I would have. If I would have made this out of totally just stuck for people. And so I really like that someone who thinks differently than me made something bigger and different. Uh, the last thing I really liked um, that we just talked about was the waiter serving the food with those specific memories. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I know that food can do that or, you know, a, a movie you watch or a game or, you know, a piece of music, you know, you listen to it and you're, you're back in that spot. You just have a, a very clear memory of, oh, I remember always doing this or this moment or that kind of thing. And I really liked that with this. I thought that was really cool. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I don't know. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I guess my like kind of final thing, I think that's all I've got about the game. But I think this is the first game I've played that was part of a game jam before. And I think this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad this exists. Um, and I don't know. I, I think people should play it. Um, I think I got it on Switch for like two bucks or something. I put it on a... I think normally it's like six dollars and I think I just had it on a wish list and it was like two bucks and I was like sure I'll grab this um but it's still worth six dollars or seven or whatever it normally is um 
because I think that concept of going to a movie, right, that's an hour, well, you'd, you'd pay that much to go to a movie for an hour, so I think it fits there, but um, yeah, this is enjoyable. I'm uh, glad I played it, and uh, yeah, this sounds like something you'd like, check it out. Again, as I mentioned, I didn't talk about every soul that you encounter. There's, I probably only talked about maybe a third of them, I would say, and definitely some of the ones that were harder hitting to me and maybe a couple that were a little longer i think the tree was the tree and the baby were probably the two longest interactions but uh you know there's a lot for you to explore if you chose to do this there's more dialogues to hear and stuff uh yeah that's uh the episode um if you'd like to talk more about this game or other ones uh hit me up on Twitter at StoryEverPod. Our website's TheGreatestStoryEverPlayed.com. That's got a backlog of all of our episodes. Also, we're wherever you find podcasts, so please check us out. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast financially, you can do that at Patreon.com slash TheGreatestStoryEverPlayed. Uh, there, for as little as a dollar per month, that will get you access to a monthly bonus episode we do. Uh, so we've done things like uh, our favorite games from childhood, or uh, our favorite endings in video games, things like that. So if that sounds like something you'd like, uh, go check that out. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast but can't financially, totally cool. I understand that. Uh, a big thing that would help is uh, rating us on Spotify. They have ratings now. Or uh, leaving a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast, you know, whatever. Anything like that. Uh, really just to help get the word out there more so that more people can enjoy these games together with us. So... If you'd like to do that, really appreciate that. And um, yeah, that is the episode, and we'll 